You don't see much at first. It is dark. You do see clouds of damp air leave your mouth. As the vapors leave your body, they mingle themselves with the cold nothingness. Your eyes start to adapt and you realize that you're on the inside of a spacious, rounded, empty tower. In the middle of the space is another flight of stairs. But these stairs are broader and extend to over three stories of a regular house. They lead up to a balcony above you. And as you turn a 360-degree circle of astonishment, you see the balcony forms the outline of a second floor. Like a thin ring of ground halfway up the edges of the tower, leading into many more doors beyond this magnificent tube-shaped gallery. This broad, two-story cylinder that you find yourself in. It's crowned by a rounded glass dome topped off with a pointy peak. The outside rains patter against the glass, playfully, yet insistently. On that narrow second floor to your left, you notice a red glow, a most unexpected source of light and warmth. And after the inclement weather conditions, it's an inviting sensation. Quite naturally, you walk up the stairs towards it. As you get closer, you hear the crackling of a fire. And once in a while, someone sniffing their nose. The door to this newfound checkpoint is open. Walk towards it, but do so quietly. Do not cause too much of a hullabaloo. Because someone is definitely in there. You slowly peep around the corner. You see a small room. There are windows on the left side of the wall, but you can't see what's on the right side of the wall, for you are peeking into the room from the same side and don't want to stick your head out too prominently because you don't want to reveal your presence just yet. What you do see in the middle of the room is the back of a large red velvet chair. Warm air radiates from it and the sizzling and crackling of the fireplace behind it gets louder 
You can smell the dry wood burning. Hear the whistling of the intense heat. You feel it, too. It makes your eyes water. It dries your skin, making it both crispy and itchy. But you cannot see it. You can only see the orange oceans of light around the large velvet chair. Every once in a while, you see an arm emerge from behind the chair. The fingers attached to the hand, attached to that arm, are holding a Lucky Strike cigarette. The smell of it finds you. Elegantly, you watch the index finger raise itself ever so gently, only to launch itself at the butt of the cigarette. A chunk of smoked up ash drops from the cigarette. As it leaves its former place, it spreads into all directions, twirling around playfully in the air until it finds its way to the ground. When the ash has thus been disposed of, the arm retracts itself back behind the chair and you see new plumes of smoke rise above it. Suddenly, the man who was smoking and sniffling in his chair gets up. It makes your heart sink to the bottom of your stomach and you stop breathing, not daring to move. However, luckily for you, the man seems to be preoccupied with finding his way to the window on his left. is a young man. He's tall. He's wearing a long black cloak. It encloses his entire body. A long, thin neck extends out of the top of it. And attached to that is a bald head with a solemn expression. You only catch a glimpse of his unnatural looking face. You curiously lean in and squint your eyes to see it more clearly. The light of the fire reveals the man's face for only a fraction of a second before it's engulfed back into the dark shadow of the room. You try to recall what you saw. Puffy blue rings encircled his caved-in eye sockets, and the young man's cheeks were stretched and hollow seemingly without any flesh on them. His face, white as a sheet, you'd think he was almost dead if the transparent skin hadn't revealed the streams of thick, dark blood coursing through the veins of his temple. Now that ghastly sight is all you can see in your mind, and you start to wonder whether this thing you saw was not just a figment of your wild imagination. If it wasn't, 
This may not be a man at all. You're so entranced by this train of thought that you forget where you are. And then the realization hits you like a bolt of lightning. This man could be dangerous. He could be unpredictable. And here you are poking your nose into his business, breaking into his house. Now you've allowed yourself to be swept away by fantasies and you don't even know if he's looking at you at this very second. He's standing there, looking out of the window to the outside world. His back is turned to you. You allow yourself to breathe again. 